0: I'm Robin Amlow of IBS Intelligence, and you're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. I'm joined today by Terry Smith, the Chief Executive Officer, and Dave Birch, the Chairman of DigiSec. DigiSec is an Internet of Things platform provider making a breakthrough in payments wearable technology. Let's start with the very basics. Payments wearable technology, Terry, what's that?
1: The ability to really make payments by using something that you wear or something that you have around your person. So it might be a bracelet, it might be a key ring. It could be anything that you want as a fashion item. And it contains the appropriate chip technology such that your own card can be delivered into that chip and you can make a payment from it. So you can tap your device and make a payment.
0: So this is something that perhaps has also been given a push by the pandemic because we've all gone contactless in the last year and a half. Is this now something that's even more relevant?
1: Absolutely. We have seen the contactless figures going up and up. And it's even more relevant when you think about people wanting to pass through places, particularly in metros throughout the world. They don't want to dig for a wallet. They don't want to dig for a a card in their their purse. So they do want to make rapid payments right the way through their journey. And also from the security and safety and cleanliness perspective, they don't want to be touching things. So tapping their own wearable is something that creates that secure and clean environment.
0: By wearable as you say it could be anything, it could be a ring, it could be a watch, it could be a bracelet. Yes.
1: Yes, ring, watch, bracelet, key ring. It's really, today we're not talking about technology, we're talking about fashion. We even do shirts. So we have a a shirt that has the chip embedded in the cuff. It's washable, ironable, wearable, washable. And so when you want to buy something, you tap your cuff.
0: Let me turn to Dave, the, the chairman Where's the strategic direction for the company then? I'd point to two things, really, Robin. So in the first instance, the ability to personalise
2: these kinds of devices, personalise is the the technical term for loading these secure details of one form or another into the devices. The ability to do that is about to be transformed, because right now there is a little bit of complexity in the supply chain for these kinds of things, because if you decide for example, I had a Barclay card keyring that I liked using, right? So if you decide that you want one of those and you know Barclays decides they're going to offer that to you, there's a bit of mucking about has to go on because they've got to make sure that it's your card details get loaded into the right chip and the right chip goes into the right keyring and the right keyring gets sent to you. And, and you can see that sort of stuff requires some logistics and organization. But what we've done is we've moved that capability into the consumer's phone. So now, conceptually, you would walk into a shop, choose some piece of jewelry that you like, a bracelet or something that has one of these chips in. And then you just use your own phone to decide which of your cards you want to load into it for when you go shopping. Or you might decide, well, you know, I'm going to wear this ring when I go swimming, I don't want to take my phone or my wallet or anything with me, so I'll just I'll load my mastercard into the ring, and then tomorrow, you know maybe one of the kids will use it, and I'll change it, and I'll load a prepaid card into it or something. So the fact is you'll be using your phone to control your devices, and that really does change the logistics of all of this sort of thing. So the first point is we've made a technological breakthrough in technically the field of remote personalization, and that's pretty exciting. The second thing to bear in mind is at the moment, you know, this is all about payments because you know, that's what people like and that's what they want to do with these things. But actually, the fact that you can put these cheap little chips inside things that have powerful enough cryptography to be able to run chip and pin transactions means you have powerful cryptography that you can use for other things too, and that might be brand protection it might be provenance tracking you know access control identity management it might be all sorts of things but the fact that you'll be able to do secure things with things that the customer has chosen me some people might want to watch some people might want a bracelet who knows and if you look at the sort of projections people are making even in five years time from now only about half of the wearables market is going to be smart watches or, you know, those fitness wearables. And actually, I don't know. I think if people want to go contactless, giving people a wider range of choice in what it is they go contactless with, I think looks, like, looks pretty good going forward. So, so it's a two things, really. It's, it's One is, you know, we've made a breakthrough in how you actually load secure data into these watches, hats, badges, you know, whatever. And the second thing is, you know, because the powerful cryptography that these chips have inside them is opening up new uses for the future. So it's those two things together,
0: really. Okay. so what we're basically saying is the chip itself is a blank sheet of paper, which means that they can be manufactured and sold in volume without having to be personalised before they leave the factory floor, as it were. Correct. I'm, I'm being very simplistic in how I'm describing this. So you can push the chips out at volume. And... It's an app on the phone that allows me to program the chip? Yes. So we have our own app, but obviously the guts of it
2: would be available as an SDK for brands to build into their own
0: apps as well. And it works on iPhone and Android. So we have all of the coverage that people need. So I don't even have to wave my phone at things. I can just wave my shirt sleeve. Is that what? Exactly.
2: You're <laughs> that's exactly, yes. That's exactly the point. Yes. And actually, when you're going, I mean, I'm imagining some future fiction version of London at the moment, of course, but were you to ever go on the tube or a bus again, I mean, you, you might find it vastly more convenient
0: to use your shirt cuff than to, to reach in your pocket or, or or select something on your phone. So, Terry, where's this come from? What's the background to the business?
1: We came from, my co-founder and I, Colin, and I came from Mastercard, where we created the tokenization service that Mastercard runs today that became a standard for enabling the Xpays. And we knew that life was not going to remain around the mobile phone. And we wanted to expand that capability to enable consumers to move into a more relevant fashion environment where they didn't necessarily have to spend a £1,000 on a phone just to get contactless payment. They can spend maybe $20 on something. So we branched off from, you know, we moved out of MasterCard and put our heads together and and came up with the concept that we've got to make it open for all. We've got to make it easy for everybody. And we've got to fit in with the existing distribution processes that are prevalent across the world in the retail and online services today. And that you couldn't force the banking processes of bureaus and personalisation onto these particular brands because it was never going to work. So we understood what was needed and sat there and worked through exactly what we had to do and built the network to support that.
0: Both of you have stressed the, the fact that it's safe, it's secure, there's high-level cryptography involved. What's been the reaction of the financial institutions? What's been the reaction of the regulators?
1: From the financial institution's perspective, they know that it's supported by MasterCard and it's supported by Visa. So they're really quite comfortable. So there hasn't been any you know, adverse reaction. In fact, it's actually probably more secure because you keep it on your person and you're not putting it into a reader and you're not putting it elsewhere. From the financial regulator's perspective, there isn't a, a, an issue because it is all under the controls of the schemes and the rules that they've put out there for, for contactless. So it's no different really than cards are today, other than the fact that From a delivery perspective, it's been delivered remotely. And that's where us as an organization have had to be very, very clever in creating a fully PCI level one compliant platform such that absolutely everything is as protected as we can make it as we deliver data out into the into the wilds. So it uses standards to do that
0: what's interesting to me as a layperson where this this is concerned is the fact that for years visa mastercard and their competitors in in card issuance and financial institutions have tried desperately and by and large failed miserably to make the credit card or the debit card a fashion statement in its own right i know one bank in the middle east that embedded diamonds into one of their credit cards now what we're doing is we're turning the payment technology into a fashion statement.
1: That's correct. And in fact, we have one company, I'm sorry, I can't name them, but they're just about to launch with us, who actually create what we call jewellery cards. So they are all precious stones embedded in the card. And because they cannot go through the standard processes of being pushed into a machine and personalised, they are using our service to put the data into that chip. And, and they're around about £40,000, £50,000 worth of equipment. So it's an exciting time.
0: All right. You have that client that you've talked about that you can't talk about.
1: <laughs>
0: What's the, uh, the process next, Dave? What's, how do you scale up the business? We're in the process
2: of scaling it up now. So basically, we'll we'll bring more issuers on board where we can. We'll get more banks and financial institutions to give their customers the option to use these kind of payment mechanisms. And then, you know, the big chip manufacturer, Infineon, for example, their chips will be out in August, and then we'll start taking those chips to other people and showing them the benefits of it. And hopefully, we'll be able to expand way beyond the financial markets as well but you know in the short term yeah it's the old-fashioned thing about just getting more more issuers on board and giving more customers the choices around this and you know given you know we, we, we've got some pretty sizable banks on board already so i think taking it forward that looks pretty good you know there are certain use cases robin which you know traditionally the banks haven't been able to deal with. and i'll give you one straightforward example which is if you run a pop festival you don't want cash on site because of all of the security and logistics problems and you know and you've got a young audience who don't want to carry cash anyway so i come to you and say well what i'd like to do is i I want fifty thousand wristbands for this pop festival that people can load their cards into so that they can just pay on site using their wristbands it's just impossible for a bank to satisfy that right now the logistics of it just don't work but you know, looking forward, that's actually going to, or, or you know, the idea, maybe, maybe you know, that your 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 ticket for the pop festival comes in the wristband, and it comes with fifty pounds preloaded on it when you bought the ticket, so that you can use it to buy beers and stuff like that. These kind of applications just weren't possible when you had this complex personalization problem that you had to manage. But now, you know, that's all changing. So So
1: much so that, in fact, very simply, we we get asked, you know, two days before a festival, can you do this? And the answer is, yes, we can do this. Here are the devices. They've all got your accounts on them for you. And we're supporting the download pilot by having provided some devices very quickly for them to be able to do that. So we haven't had to go through those really lengthy banking processes that were said, can we get this? Can we send this data? Can we do that? It's all there, done, sorted.
2: What's download, Terry? Is that something? It's popular. Yeah, young download people, tell, is um, better, a big better tell, festival. Better explain to Robin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's a young person's festival.
0: <laughs> I think on that <laughs> note, I will say thank you very much, Terry <laughs> Smith, <laughs> Chief Executive Officer, and Dave Birch, Chairman <laughs> <laughs> of DigiSects.